This is a Federal News Network podcast. Less grunt work for the federal workforce sounds like an easy sell, but agencies still have a long road ahead of them when it comes to getting automation off the ground. Employees remain skittish about what impact automation might have on their jobs, even though agencies are still in the pilot stage with most of these projects. But Trump administration officials say automation will improve federal jobs, not cut them. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with the latest. And Jory, you attended an update type of event on this whole very topic. What kind of automation are agencies spending most of their time on now to begin with? Agencies are spending a lot of their time and a lot of their money on this on robotic process automation, or RPA, and to differentiate that from the wider universe of artificial intelligence, it's kind of the the low-tech version of this. It's really algorithms and bots, and really just kind of a if-this-then-that kind of process, where if it sees something, it does this one discrete task, and then it moves on. It's not the higher-order AI that DARPA or DOD's Joint AI Center is working on where it can think on the fly and react to environments as they change. And so this is pretty low tech, but that's not a ding on RPA. It's very good at what it does when it comes to data entry or things like that. Which agencies are doing this in pilot form and what sort of processes are they robotically automating? There are new pilots almost, it seems, every day, but Some of the big ones, GSA, the General Services Administration, they've been rolling out over a dozen bots now through its office of the chief financial officer. Uh, We've seen the IRS roll some stuff out with its procurement shop and NASA through its grants award process. And so a couple of through lines here. These are all back office functions where there's a lot of data entry. There's a lot of repetitive tasks being done. And so that's where RPA steps in in a very seamless way. So it's not, for example, at NASA judging the grant applications. It's simply processing things that are paperwork at this point. Little discrete tasks like we get this form, copy this information over, paste it to this form. So things like that where it's a pretty brainless function for an employee, but pretty easy work for a machine. (laughs) Got it. Okay. And this is getting a lot of hype these days. Why so much now? Well, there are a couple things about that. One is it's that it's a big time saver for employees. In all the examples that I just mentioned, the projected time savings is well over 10,000 employee hours each year. Um, So that's a big sell for agency management. And on the vendor side of the equation, it's been a pretty easy sell because it's the kind of thing that you can start small on and then scale up from there. And to give you a good example of both sides, how both sides see it, we heard from Margaret Weikert at this RPA Industry Day. She is OMB's Deputy Director for Management and the Acting Director of OPM. And before that, she was a principal at Ernst & Young. And so she's seen it from both sides. And she was saying it was really taking off in a big way, RPA, in the private sector. And when she came to government, she figured this is going to be you know, a, a big opportunity to roll out RPA there. And here she describes how striking it was that nobody was really talking about this when she first got started. If you want a sure thing from a sales standpoint, talk RPA. Talk about robotic process automation. It was selling like hotcakes because it was low cost. It helped reduce burden and improve service quality. And you could do it without a big capital ask that would have to go all the way up uh, a decision-making pipeline. And you could generate savings very quickly. And so it was something really compelling that was happening in the consulting world. And I got to government and I thought, 
gosh, this is going to be a target-rich environment for robotic process automation. And I want to find out who are the leaders, who's doing it, who's thinking about it. And what did I find? Crickets. Nobody knew what I was talking about. Well, it might be target-rich, but the targets are hiding, I guess. That's Peggy Weikert, the OMB Deputy Director for Management, but also the Acting Director of the Office of Personnel Management. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And what are the concerns the workforce has about RPA? I mean, you mentioned 10,000 hours a year. That's infinitesimally small amount of work. That's only five people's work lives across the government. So it can't be that they're concerned about losing jobs, or are they? Well, this gets talked about a lot in the conference circuit when it comes to emerging technology, but it almost seems that every time this comes up, there's always the caveat of this is not going to cut jobs. This is going to supplement the work that's already there for people. Um, And this happens enough times that there's clearly still a concern that they need to allay for these employees. And Weikert, she said that because this wasn't being talked about, this was a big part of getting the president's management agenda off the ground. And in looking for use cases in federal, state, local government, she was asking around, hey, what what are you hearing? What are you seeing? And she tells the story of a southern city. There is a payroll center of 300 employees and people were asking, hey, is RPA right for you? And there was a lot of pushback. And so here's Weikert describing what that resistance was really like. Why is that a bridge too far? Well, because there are Congress people who are worried about jobs in that city in the South. And there are labor unions who are worried about jobs in that city in the South. And before exploring the actual opportunities for those very same people who are doing those jobs today, a knee-jerk reaction kicks in and says, technology threatens those jobs. All right. If that's how people feel, then, Jory, how is the Trump administration preparing federal employees for automation? Well, we already brought up the president's management agenda. And a big part of that, in addition to RPA, is preparing these workers through reskilling efforts. And in a parallel effort, the the administration just saw its first class through the Federal Cyber Reskilling Academy just graduate. The idea behind that was taking that cyber reskilling, but not RPA reskilling. Cyber reskilling, yes. So it's not quite in the wheelhouse of what we're talking about now, but it's a bigger part of this reskilling effort. All right. So send them for re-education. What are the next steps for RPA and government? We've already heard federal CIO uh, Suzette Kent describe the need to retrain a, a broader swath of federal employees, that this is going to be needed for not just cyber folks, but people elsewhere in government, that this is going to change the nature of work in government, maybe not in the short term, but certainly in the long term. And so Federal CIO Kent also spoke at this RPA Industry Day and said that to get the ball rolling, that agencies still need to keep rolling out these pilots, keep testing out these use cases. And eventually there's going to be a a critical mass, if you will, of this kind of taking the next step forward. Take on pilots rapidly. That is going to advance the skills across the business, the technology and the workforce teams. Be aggressive and how we move forward in this space. It lays an important foundation with where we're going broadly around transformation across the board. So that was federal CIO Suzette Kent. And so clearly there's a there's a long road ahead as far as getting this off the ground, but a promising start, certainly. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his latest coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, It's important to do it safely. 
Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.